It is so good to be together today. And today as we look at COVID and look at how we are responding as people of faith. You know, the values here at King of Kings are that we're people that are reliant, authentic, courageous, and generous. And today I am thrilled to be joined together with an amazing panel of Mildred and Avery and Alexandra and Dave. And they're going to share with you how God has walked with them and how they have been reliant, authentic, courageous, and generous through this time. And as we think about this and as we prepare, I do want to share a scripture that has just been on my heart and mind as I've been preparing for this special message for us today. It is from Lamentations, chapter 3, beginning with the 19th verse. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You know, as I read Scripture, I always think about what words are God using to speak to me? And I imagine that you experience the same thing like me when you heard those words. That word hope. That word hope filled our hearts and our minds. Because as we look through this time, we are looking for hope. Hope to know that there will be a better tomorrow. Hope to know that this is not our destiny. But also hope to know that we're not alone in this. That we're getting to walk with God through this. And that we're also getting to walk with one another through this. That all of us are reliant on God and right now reliant on one another in that hope. And so today, as we are walking through this together and learning from one another, we will see where the hope comes and and what we've learned and what God is doing in our lives. And we're going to get to hear from four people from different walks of life, different vocations, different experiences but are common in that they too are going through COVID like you and me, and they too are reliant, authentic, courageous, and generous as they're living out their faith life every day as a disciple of Jesus. And so what are we going to do? How are we going to respond? Today I know you're going to learn, like me, what God is doing through this. And so I just wanted to begin with our first question. So so in this, what are maybe some new habits or routines that you've developed 
through through this? So I've obviously spent a little bit more time at home, um, not being at work. So obviously I want to try to clean up the house a little bit, maybe do some projects that I've been putting off for a long time. Um, but I wanted to try something new. Um, my sister-in-law likes to bake a lot. So I was like, I've baked a handful of times. I just want to like try something new. So I've been baking a little bit, just like different types of cookies or just kind of different recipes that I can find. Um, Got to satisfy that sweet tooth a little bit. Um, but then one that's not so new is our puzzles. Um, my wife and I love puzzles. So our puzzle game has enhanced significantly. So definitely got to keep up on those. Just something new to keep your mind occupied during this time for sure. Normally we would have so many practices and nighttime things going on in the spring and early summer. And with none of that happening, we're home every night for dinner and so it's really odd but fantastic to be able to get together and say grace and have dinner and review what's been going on uh, with everybody homeschooling now. So family time has been renewed, and I've actually heard that from other folks at work, that they're refreshed in the new family time that they've been able to have with this. You know, it's interesting hearing both of your responses. I'm reminded of the scriptures that says, God will work all things for his good for those who trust in him. And oftentimes, you know, we want to know how is God working good out of this. And, and we don't always know the specific answer, but I do know this, that no matter what is going on in our life, that when God is working that good, he's doing two things. He's drawing us closer to him. And then drawing us closer to those who we love most, our families, spending time doing puzzling, you know, playing your puzzling game, or, or that it's, it's not all about sports and what's going on, but it's about the relationships with family and our kids and, and being together. God's definitely working through that in all of our lives as well. So let me ask this question. My wife and I were walking the other day, and, and we were just talking about this, and, and this was a fascinating question that we talked a little bit about. When your grandchildren ask you about coronavirus in 2020, what, what do you think you're going to share with them? I think this question was written for me. So I have already begun to share with my grandchildren a little bit about COVID. I have four grandchildren now, a, a five-year-old, a four-year-old, and uh, 18-month-old and a nine-month-old. So one of the things we did back in March, you know, during the shutdown, was we planted a tree in the backyard, and we did it just to mark time, just to be able, through the years, to look at the tree and say, we planted this during the COVID-19 crisis, and look at how it's grown. Look at how God has made it green and living and fruitful all through these years. And so that's one thing I'm going to show my grandchildren is the tree that got planted. And then I'm going to tell my grandchildren all the, the wonderful ways I witnessed them grow because I'm watching legs get longer and I'm watching arms get stronger. I'm watching teeth come in. I can only see that one over FaceTime, but I'm watching teeth and a smile from a baby in Vermont that warms my heart and melts me. And I'm getting to see um, 
since preschool has been out at King of Kings, I'm having two of my grandchildren, Christopher and Millie, come over once a week, and we're doing Grand Meal Jesus School. <laughs> and, and it's just a cool 45-minute time of sharing a Bible story and a song and some sort of coloring activity. And then we go to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever fast food place they choose that day. So, you know, all these are making memories of what it was like during the COVID-19 crisis. And it gives us something to talk about in, in the days ahead and shows us that just like the scripture you read, Greg, that the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. His faithfulness is great. I think that people will joke about, like they say, back in my day, I had to walk uphill both ways in the snow. And now I'll tell grandchildren, like, I couldn't go to school or I couldn't go to work or something. Like, it was literally against the law or I would get in trouble. And just the audacity of that alone, like 10 years ago, no, never would have thought that. Like, kids go to school all the time. Um, but to be at a point where our society actually shuts down, you really... You really can't count anything out as far as the possibility and what could happen based on whatever whatever is happening around the world. Yeah, I think it'll really revolve around how you couldn't go anywhere and you know, you just think about how travel is shut down. Nobody's on airplanes, nobody's going to hotels, nobody's doing vacations. Because when you think about memories, a lot of memories come from vacations, you know, family trips, and and uh, there's none of that happening. And so now, you know, your memories are, again, we were at home, and this is what we did to entertain ourselves, and we couldn't have friends over, and we were having to do Zoom meetings with everybody. So, yeah, I think that'll be the interesting stories. And for me, I think, you know, attending church from the comfort of your kitchen when you just cook a Sunday brunch, um, you know, that's something that had never happened before. And back to the routine question, you know, being able to attend church in your home and, and what that looks like. And, you know, to tell our grandkids that, you know, one day we were, you know, we were confined to our homes and, and we praised Jesus, through, you know, in our home, uh, utilizing our cell phone or our television and so that's something, you know, that down the road we'll definitely be able to reflect on. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'll say to my kids, my grandkids, it was the weirdest Easter I've ever experienced because the whole Christian church around the globe could not gather in their churches, but yet was the highest attended Easter in the history of Easter. Over, they they say that over nine uh, uh, million people watched Easter services online, which is just staggering and amazing and awesome. So, yeah, really, really great. So, COVID nineteen has changed all of our lives and our rhythms. What what are some uh, spiritual rhythms that have maybe helped get you through this, or or what are some new ones that maybe have developed? What are what are some things spiritually that that this has just brought about for you? I think for me, it it's a new awareness as I'm reading Scripture for that 
um, as you had said, God, God's doing a new thing. We don't understand it, but we have faith that what he is doing is for his glory. And, um, you know, in the end, we're going to look back and see, look at how many more people are going to church. You know, I, as said earlier about just spending family time, I think we have, as a society, gotten so busy and we just find reasons, excuses that, oh, we can't make it to church and do these things. And, and now we are, we're finding that time to, you know, watch church or watch multiple church on Sundays and time to be with family and, and get into scripture and pray together that you haven't had. And so hopefully this is starting new habits, 30 days to start a new habit, you know, so. Definitely one that I've come up with an excuse for um, is prayer and being in continuous prayer with Jesus. It's something that is as easy as this conversation, um, but I'm always thinking, no, I'm I'm at my computer. I can't take my, take my mind off of this or something. There's always a reason why I can't continually pray. So just finding those moments in my day to like, hey, God, thank you for just waking me up today or thank you for letting my car start or whatever it is, something as simple as that, um, being more aware of that and taking a step back. All right, I have, I have this time on my hands. God, where do I see you? And really being intentional about pointing those things out. Cause right now I don't have those distractions as much as I usually do with work. So definitely finding where God is in the big moments and the small moments, just in the day to day and everywhere. Yeah, I'll share with you all, uh, sitting on Sunday morning with my family, watching me preach, they're three of the most harsh critics I've ever had. <laughs> Are you a critic of yourself it's when you me, do? Me too. Yeah, that too as well. Yes, there's four critics in the room. Yeah, so that's a new rhythm and routine for sure. So... So, so what spiritual habits would you say have guided you through, through this uncertainty, right? Um, it's just everything has been, you know, week to week, something changes, something new develops. And, and then maybe also just kind of following up with that, with which ones have, have guided you, um, which ones maybe have you developed or which ones have you changed through this? I'm going to say that my spiritual habit of practicing gratitude has really increased that that's been extremely essential for me to develop develop that gratitude muscle and um Avery you said it so well you know just being intentional about noticing things that we can give thanks to God for because there really is a lot of beauty going on even in the midst of the loss and the uncertainty so you know practicing gratitude for little things or things that maybe I've taken for granted in the past and stopping to say thank you to the Lord, but also saying thank you to the people I live under my roof with, the person, Leroy, and just other people that I'm in contact with to express gratitude to them for little things too. And to your point of gratitude, uh, Mildred, <clears throat> for me, um, you know, specifically, it's, it's, um, uh, 
capitalizing on that gratitude without letting, you know, your frustrations get the best of you where the anxiety starts to, you know, weigh you down and it it's stopping and saying for a second, you know, I am in a really good place and I am really blessed and, you know, things around may not be what they normally are, but but just appreciating it and stopping and and calming that anxiety with prayer and just gratitude is, you know, it really makes a difference. And especially at the end of the day, you know, when all that just settle down and it comes crashing on you that, you know, even just a little gratitude, it, it, it comes a long way. And I felt that it's really helped. I think uh, one of the things that I do at work is I send out a, a daily Dave's Diddy and I've really tried to put a lot of joy into that because there's so much tough stuff going on with layoffs and reduced work hours and, and just, all the uncertainty and anxiety that's going on. And so just trying to give people a sense of, of joy and freedom from that stress and anxiety, um, doing that and, and just trying to capture from some of the daily devotions that I read anytime that there's a positive uplifting that I can share with some of my brothers in Christ that uh, I communicate with and send that out and just try and lift people's days up. You know, I think one of the things that I, I've been reminded through this is, you know, it reminds me of, of um, the, the two men walking on the road to Emmaus and, and they're really just captivated with what, what has happened, this death and this resurrection of Jesus and I found myself through this really just finding, for me, my spiritual habit has been being present, um, of just being able to stop and talk with a neighbor from a safe distance, and and or just being present at home and having a discussion, and and it's kind of like just been where we're just all talking together because we're through this, and really has opened up a door for easy invitations and and just easy you know how can I, how can we help one another and uh it's been been really interesting as i think about how that habit has has come through on there so what is the biggest challenge you would say that you faced through this over the past um uh uh weeks and then and then how have you dealt with it what's the biggest challenge that's happened and how have you dealt with it the biggest challenge for me is not working. Um, I unfortunately got put on furlough. Um, it was about five weeks ago or so. I work at Nebraska Furniture Mart, so I haven't been working during this last month or so. Um, and for me, that's just so different because ever since I was able to work, I did. And I worked 30 to 40 hours a week. So now having 40 extra hours a week at home on top of the weekends and everything, it's the days definitely run together, um, but it's the uncertainty is real and that anxiety is because I literally don't know when I'm going back to work. They're bringing staff back as business levels rise, but who knows when that's going to be. I mean, I'm already gone, so it's just a waiting game. So trying to obviously keep myself occupied and keep myself busy is a challenge, um, but not to let my anxiety get the best of me um, because it's my fifth week and I don't know if it's going to be Next week I go back, the week after, or if it's going to be in the summer. That's that's really difficult to deal with. Um, but obviously having 
faith in my um, leadership at work that they're making the right decisions, but also to trust Jesus through this. Um, that's really been, I think this has actually been an easy part to trust Jesus because he has a plan. He has, he knows what's going to go on. Um, so I get to see like, all right, Jesus, I literally don't know what's going on right now, but you do. And you know what's going to happen in, in six more weeks or whatever it's going to be. Um, so definitely my faith and my trust in, in working is, has been a little challenged. Um, but it's definitely comforting knowing that I can, I can fall back into Jesus' arms anytime and he's going to be right there and he's going to know exactly how to respond to me. And similar, you know, I found that patience has been, you know, something that's very difficult to come by. And like you said, that anxiety and with these unprecedented and, un, you know, uncertain situations, you know, you just have to be patient. And so while I found that that's been one of the most difficult things, it's also been one of the easiest things because you have no choice. You know, you, you need to just sit back and trust in the Lord and in these unprecedented times that, there is a plan, and, and we just need to be patient and, and just embrace his love, you know, throughout all of it. And my biggest challenge has been uh, the mental dis-ease that has come with the crisis, and no one in my family has lost a job or uh, tested positive for COVID or has the disease but we're all still affected by it. You know, just hearing your stories affects me. And, and you know, I'm one of those people that's very sensitive in nature, and, and I've struggled with uh, depression and anxiety for almost all my life. So a crisis like this is not going to fly over my head, even though I don't get the disease and not very deeply affect me. So I've had to really pull out the tools that I've learned over the years to deal with my moods, to deal with, you know, feelings of anxiety and getting overwhelmed and losing my emotional equilibrium. And so, you know, I have to use the tools a whole lot more now because of the season that we're in. But one of them for me is to just be able to say, I am not my mood. My mood is not my identity. And this too, this mood too shall pass. And so, you know, just a number of tools like that, that um, as long as I'm exercising them and realizing that, uh, that the Lord is my comfort, that the Lord knows the beginning from the end of this whole situation, and that he's going to uh, draw near to me when I draw near to him, then I have that strength. It's hard to put a finger on exactly what the biggest challenge is, but I think just listening relationship has probably had the biggest impact. Um, just being able to get up and go say hi or give someone a hug or shake hands. I mean, how much do you miss shaking hands now? And, you know, those kinds of just that physical touch, that physical presence. Uh, when Mildred and I walked in tonight, it's like, it's so good to see you. And, and so just being in the presence of, you know, people that aren't your family, I love my family, but it's to be around our Christian family 
and uh, those things you really miss, and it does impact your your mental. And, uh, you know, even though I'm going to work, I'm sitting in my office and if I wanted to go out and about, I got a mask up, I got to think about who I'm going to interact with. And, and it just, it, it plays with your mind when you got to really put that much thought into going out. Yeah. I, I, um, had a moment where just from leading and, and, uh, you know, every day you make a decision and you work through a bunch of stuff and then the next day none of it matters because something has changed. And I had a moment where I just <clears throat> was was tired. I, I just was, you know, about six six weeks into this and, and I just was driving home and I just said, I no, I don't know if I can do this again and, and keep doing this over and over again. When is the end? And I went out for a, a prayer walk and I was shouting to God of, of, you know, saying, I, I know, God, you didn't cause this because he, he doesn't cause evil or bad or disease. But he did allow it. And and I was saying, God, why, why did you allow this? And and I had this, this almost this voice say to me, Greg, this is the perfect time with the perfect people in place to advance my kingdom. And and it was at that moment that I just realized God has allowed this challenge for all of us because it is the time when the appointed season time for all of us as people to live out the gospel message. And and that that really just helped me remind myself that that uh God allows it because he has everything set up and he's already planned it out. And so that was helpful. So where in all this, where, where do you say, man, I wish God would have shown up here. Like, like you, you just, you look and go, man, I was praying and, and it just didn't, or, or, or this happened and I just, God didn't seem to show up there. You know, not that he wasn't there, but he didn't act the way you wanted. Where where would you have wished he would have shown up or intervened? I think it's been really tough to see a lot of the negativity in our community. Um, and this is a tough question. You don't want to bash God or anything. Um, but I guess I consider myself a pretty positive person. So when I'm seeing on social media these comments of, people yelling at one because, oh, there was 11 people there, or you didn't have a mask or whatever, and just seeing the hate and really just seeing uh, seeing Satan just come through and, and really show maybe some people's true colors or really just take over um, the society. I, I just wish that it's tough to find the positivity. Um, and that's where, obviously, you need to trust Jesus, you know, that you need to find those people who are, are a positive influence on you. Um, but the negativity has got to be the hardest thing to take in and just just to observe whether you're taking part in it or not. Or not. It's definitely affecting all of us in one way or the other. I think for me, I've wished to see God and I've prayed to see God show up in the hearts of some of our national leaders and um, just praying and hoping to see God shift some 
attitudes and shift some behaviors to see that become really humble and more more willing to be vulnerable, but th at the same time strong in faith, strong in reliance on the Lord. And uh, so that's still something that I and we all can be praying for. I think the the thing that I wish I would have would have seen is a coming together of people and across the world. This has impacted the whole world and it, it really feels like every country and and almost every person has had to fight this battle on their own as opposed to and a lot of that is because of the social distancing. We can't, you know, nine eleven people came together shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm to, you know, and and it really was a community coming together and it just for whatever reason this doesn't feel like even though it's a world uh worldwide issue it's not doesn't feel like it's getting fought on that stage that god is bringing everyone together so i think that's where i'd like to have seen it yeah that's good and, and leads us kind of into our next question right of um, I, I think in this, Satan kind of thought that he would divide and destroy through isolation, but yet God has designed us all intrinsically and uniquely uh, to seek and develop community. So, so how have you discovered community in this uniquely isolated time? You know, it's, it's Zoom is like the new catchphrase for meetings and but we've had a group of guys that have gotten together for over 15 years on Friday mornings and we've had to resort to Zoom to have our coffee time on Friday mornings so that we can catch up and it used to be you know we had bible studies and we'd do books of the bible and now we're doing life together and so you you miss that interaction and so we're just getting together doing life together and so uh I think that that's the that's the piece where we're doing community is even though uh, we did have one morning where we got together socially distanced in the in a parking lot and had Bible study, but on the most part we're doing Zoom. So I think just a simple text message to a friend um, is really big, and we can take that for granted a lot. It's just oh, I'll text you later or something, but now like I'm not going to see you for who knows how long. So, uh, like my mom called the other day, um, and she'll call every now and then, but this time she actually FaceTimed me and the inside of me was like, I don't want to FaceTime. I don't just don't want to do this right now. Cause it was like nine 30 at night and I just didn't want to deal with it. But after we did it for, I think it was like 15, 20 minutes or so just to say hello, that meant the world to me. And my parents live down in Lincoln, so I don't get to see them. Um, but I think during this time it just, showed me that even if you're annoyed by something or whatever, I was annoyed that my mom FaceTimed me, but afterwards I was, I was really thankful. Uh, and just as simple as that being intentional about reaching out, obviously we can't be with each other. Um, but I think definitely just checking in on people, just a friendly hello. Hey, how's your day? That's all I want to know. I don't need anything more. I don't need anything from you. How was your day? And just, that can go a long way. Um, and on a daily basis, it's make sure that everyone's doing okay so they don't harm themselves or whatever the case is. It's 
just checking in and and really we've all been affected by COVID. There's not a single person in some way, shape, or form, whether you're working or, or not, a simple hello, how was your day, can go a long way. I want to close with this question here. So where have you seen God show up over these past 10, 10 or so weeks now? Where have you seen God show up in your life? For me, um, I was going through a career transition uh, right before all of this started. So on March 1st, I, I put in my two weeks notice. And so final day, Friday the 13th, it's a bad start. Um, and, and I had another position lined up, um, and it was a start date to be determined. And so, you know, that could, that could be a month, that could be three months. And I received a letter from Pastor Greg. And in the letter, it said that he was praying for guidance for my job search and for the offer I had received, and that my heart's life full of faithfulness will bring me abundance, and that I will be abundantly blessed. And that job, it didn't look like it was going to pan out, and that career transition might have not worked. And every night I started getting anxiety about what the future held, and my husband walked in the kitchen and he grabbed the letter, that Pastor Greg had wrote, and he brought it to me, and we set it on the side table next to the couch. So every night when I wound down and I started getting anxiety about, am I still going to have this job, or even if it's going to start in the next couple months, what's that going to look like? And that next day, I received a call from my future boss and said, hey, we're going to be able to start you in a couple weeks. And that was three weeks ago. And so if in this time of uncertainty, if, if that doesn't, you know, scream, you know, God's love and faith and trust in this process and, and what he's doing, um, you know, God showed and he popped up for me. And, uh, you know, it's been an amazing opportunity. I think uh, it was ironic that you had said that God allowed this to happen because um, there's that there's always that conversation. Why does why do bad things happen? But uh, it struck in me. Obviously, I've been able to to trust God a lot more. Um, but seeing God allow this to happen means that he wants me to learn from this. Um, and whether you believe it or not, there's something wrong in your life that Jesus wants to fix. Um, and for me, that's been a lot of um, looking internally, like, all right, God, like, like what's wrong? I, I think, uh, I mean... It, I mean, community with people, like, I, I'm at church, like, what what's going on? So it's a lot of looking in, okay, from this absolute disaster, what can be better on the other side? Or what can I make better on the other side? So really uh, being in community with Jesus and, and looking, okay, let's take a minute and just forget about everything right now, but focus on me. I'm going to be selfish for a second all right, like what, what's good and what's maybe not so good. And just knowing that obviously God has a plan and knowing that I should be working on myself right now. Obviously, we should be working on ourselves all the time, but especially through hardship. 
And this, if this doesn't scream hardship, I don't know what does. But I think understanding that God allowed this to happen is, is the truth. It is definitely the, the truth. So taking a self-assessment right now is where I've seen God show up and looking at myself and where I should be working on things. For me, God has shown up in his word and it has just taken on a whole new depth and meaning every day in my devotion. You know, it just speaks new life into me. And when you think about what we're going through now, you know, his word was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And for thousands of years, his word has remained steady and true and a guide through the darkest storms. And, and so through all this, you get that glimmer of hope. And again, the ability to share joy, to share scripture, to share God's love, um, that there is a future and it's bright with Jesus. For me, God shows up in nature, and it has the same constancy and regularity that you're talking about, Dave, because the seasons change, and in Nebraska, we get all four seasons, and sometimes we get three of them in one week, but to to see, you know, trees start blossoming, these are the simplest and smallest of things, but they have meant more to me this year than they ever have before. Because they're just reminding me that, you know, God is in control and he allows the seasons to change faithfully and he's going to bring fruit into our lives on, on the seasonal basis. So, you know, for me, for us to be grounded in the word and in the promises of God and then wait on him through this tough time, allow the spirit to search us and to transform us from the inside out. And there will be fruit that comes from this. Our lives will be transformed from this. We're going to see God is showing up now, but we're going to see how he's shown up now in the next year in a way that I think is just going to astound us all. Yeah, amen. I I, um, I think for me one of the areas that I truly see that God has shown up is I think God's actually returned his church back to the way he intended it, back to Acts, that it's it's meeting in homes and that we're seeing communion distributed through spiritual heads of households. And we're seeing the church not be a Sunday crowd, but a Monday through Sunday gathering and neighborhood and compassion and love and care. And, and I, I think God has has brought back the priority of, of what he intended the church to be. Um, and so it's been really cool to see what God, God has shown up and, and done. And, and I, I echo the same thing. I, I can't wait to see what the future is because it's not going to be returning to what was. We all know that. Um, but that means that it's going to be a bigger door and a bigger, bigger opportunity and greater things for us um, that I think we're, we're realizing what's really, really important. 
I want to thank all of you so much for um, just the courage and the authenticity and the reliance you shared and the generosity of your time and uh, sharing your words and your hearts. You've made an impact uh, on me. I've learned a lot today. You know, before uh, we uh, got into this COVID, we were just wrapping up the message series here, Be the Message. And when I think about that series, this is it. Uh, today, your lives were the message. And every day, your life is the message of Jesus, of showing up and bringing hope. And so today, let us see that every single day we have an opportunity to bring hope, uh, hope to people through simply living out the values that God has called us to live as his disciples, to be reliant, authentic, courageous, and generous, and, and to just love people, to love them and care for them, and to see how not only can we minister to them, but how they can minister to us. And we do this all in the power and in the great name of Jesus, uh, who we give all glory and honor to. And all of God's people said, Amen.